baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome, everyone. Oh, my goodness. If you are just joining me for the first time, you are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do on a Sunday night. In fact, I've been doing it for about 27 years. It is quite remarkable. It changed my life in so many ways. There has been complicated times and really great times. I have two producers, Chris Tubbs, um, who does the 9 o'clock hour, and Jonathan Lowe, who does the 7 and 8 o'clock hours. And I just really feel like they are a part of me, a part of family. It, uh, it's just awesome. I did not get Jonathan a birthday gift. He had a birthday about, what was it, three weeks ago, Jonathan, I think? Three weeks? Uh, a little over two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. He's not talking about it. But I'm going to get him something, seriously, something really nice. And then, of course, Christmas is coming up and the other holidays are coming up. And, you know, do I want to get him something? What would you rather have, Jonathan? Just for your birthday or a little something for the holidays as well? Your well wishes are just enough. Uh-oh. Your well wishes are enough. I don't need nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where's the love, Jonathan? Okay, there we are. All right, everyone, we have a great uh, lineup for you tonight. But before we start, um, I wanted to talk about Cyber Monday. This is happening tomorrow. And I know that people line up. I don't know how bad it was this year. Jonathan, did you get a chance to go into any of the stores um, this weekend uh, to see what the prices were like? I I was not looking to do that. Yeah, um, I, I was not sh- shopping for anything, searching for anything, no. Uh-oh. See, this is what my worry is this year. I had the best time with my grandbabies last night, and I said to them, you know, man, we should be decorating or something, right, because their parents were out. And um, I I kept saying, well, we should be doing something. So I said, do you guys know where the lights are, the Christmas lights? They went right down and got them, brought them up. All of them were tangled so bad. I could not believe it. It was terrible. But we sat there, and I I detangled them and put them all together so that we could easily put them on the the tree when it's time, when the parents get the the tree. But I, I have to tell you, it was really a beautiful night, and it reminded me of the joy of the holidays, really, especially around, you know, these religious times um, for the holidays. So it was just beautiful. And then I started looking at all of these. Yeah, I know it's my fault. I kept looking at it. You know, the Cyber Monday and what you should start looking for. Everyone seems, not everyone, but the people I talk to, seem to really love the prices that drop on TVs. I don't know. It's not my big thing. I don't watch a ton of TV, that sort of thing. Um, But I will tell you that the RCA 32-inch is only $88. It's It's called the Roku Smart LED TV. I wonder why Roku, does that really matter? They have televisions just for Roku. Nothing else? Well, it's something that is, is more in the market now. Yeah. It's, you're going to have not just TVs that are connected to the Internet, but you're going to have some of these streaming companies making TVs that are directly linked into their streaming services. So um, I haven't seen necessarily an Amazon TV, but I have seen a Roku TV 
Um, you'll probably see some of these other ones out here that uh, Chromecast or something like that mm-hmm. that's just specifically designed to use their streaming services. And did I hear something about all of these uh, streaming services actually having to um, get it together where it's just theirs and theirs is contained? And I mean, I read something about that. Did you hear anything about it? I, I haven't read anything on it, but that's – I, I believe my father has a couple of Roku TVs that – uh, his place, and that's basically the thing. It's it's specifically designed for their streaming services. You can get apps, more apps on there, but it's going to go through their streaming service mm-hmm. directly. I'm a, I'm a Disney Plus kind of girl when it comes to children being able to watch. And I noticed recently um, some of these shows that they're showing children are inappropriate to me, you know, inappropriate. Now, I'm not talking about sex or something like that, but – where it really scares them, they don't want to see it. Um, I love that Disney, um, uh, the one, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Some of these movies are so much fun and so beautiful, and then at the same time, you really start to pay attention to what is happening. Pay attention, parents. Make sure that you watch with your children. I don't have any problem you know, with that. If you're sitting and watching them and you say it's okay, that's you. But it really bothers me when children have access to their TV and there are, you know, a hundred movies on it. Um, And even though it may be just a Disney Plus or just a this or just a that, I, you know, my concern is, are you sure? You sure you want your child to see that? And my, my, um, my grandson, who's three. He actually said to me, I don't want to watch that movie, Grandma. Tell Shonda to stop. I don't want to watch it because, you know, it scares me. And I was so happy to hear him say that. Allow your children to complain about the movies you show them. (laughs) It really makes a difference. I think it really makes a difference. So for Cyber Monday, I have never done a Cyber Monday. Have you? Never. Not once. Um, It's if I have, it's been a while. I think I might have done one one year, but Mm -hmm. it's it's been, you know, it was probably ten, twelve years ago if I ever did it. And you would never do it again, you think? No, that's no. I, I I would never say I'd never do it again. I would just, uh, I need to be in the mood for it, and so I could see myself doing it again because you have the freedom of being at home. You don't have to worry about being in crowds, being in lines, being in you know some somewhat fights or tussles trying to get gifts. As long as you can get online you have the comfort of your own home to, to work from. So I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I don't know. I, I look at like Walmart is really kind of putting out there what they're, they think what people are going to buy. It. Samsung 65-inch QLED 4K UHD smart TV. <laughs> Most of that I don't know anything about. <laughs> but I will say it was $998. Why don't we just put $1,000? And then it dropped down to $798, so that's $200. Um, I don't know if that's enough saving for me to jump out there in those crowded groups of people and start shopping for TVs. I don't know if that's enough. So I just don't go. I don't go. I try to go to small businesses. and I thought Small Business Monday is tomorrow, but no, huh? Is that coming up? No, it's Small that's Business Christmas. Saturday. Saturday. That's we'll it. Actually small be, Business Saturday. We'll actually be talking somewhat about that later in the, later show. In the show. That's right. That's right. Thank you. 
So I don't really know um, about Cyber Monday. I've never done it before. But if you make your choices and it works for you, hey, God bless you. Because it's, you know, all about deals. But for me, it just doesn't seem to work. Now, I must also say that I am always curious about Hallmark. Um, the Hallmark cards are some of my favorites. I love Hallmark cards. I, cards. I love that they have little ornaments that you can add into uh, the gift of a card. Um, I love it. But then when it comes to Hallmark movies, pause, pause. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> I used to love it. I used to love Hallmark Christmas movies. What is it? A Christmas movie every day from, I think it's before Thanksgiving, weeks before Thanksgiving, all the way through the Christmas holiday. So I don't I don't know. It's just starting to get on my nerves. It's the same story <laughs> with the same type of characters. You already know that everybody's waiting for the kiss. And by the way, Hallmark, the kiss is dying. There are older movies at Hallmark where the kiss is awesome, but I'm not seeing awesomeness in these new movies. Now, that may sound like a ridiculous rant, but seriously, I love romantic movies, and I hope that they make them special so that people actually feel, wow, that was beautiful. But when you don't feel that, it's quite frustrating for me, that's for sure. So I'm going to get over it because I haven't found any other station because I'm not trying to get on Roku and Raku and all of that. <laughs> I'm not trying to get on all of that. I don't understand it, nor do I want it. But if you do, go for it. And if you find a way to really get the movies that, not just the ones you love, but all of a sudden these new ones start showing up and you're excited to see all the new ones. I don't know. TV has changed so much. Movies have changed so much. But I still enjoy it with my family. So there you go. Is it time for me to take a break? It is, isn't it? All right, everyone, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is now 722 here at WCCO. Welcome back. My goodness, I have to tell you, I'm so excited about the holidays. I always get excited about it. And I never, ever think to myself, oh, Gerilyn, you know, you know, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It is a huge deal to me. I love seeing the joy on the faces of the children. If you don't get a chance, like if you start looking around and you go, oh, bah humbug, I don't really want to do this. Can you just stop and look at um, families? Together, like go to Costco, go to some really big, you know, over empowering kind of store. And believe me, I have spent so much money at Costco when the when I had the needs to buy that much. But honestly, it's it's um really quite remarkable when you just watch how people handle their families, handle their uh, friends when they're going to these stores and having a great time. I know I have. I have met so many people there. I've had people come up to me and say, you look familiar. And I go, oh, you look familiar too. And all of a sudden we're standing there for an hour having a conversation. Now, I will say that Geraldine talks a lot. This was the one thing I would get in trouble for when I was in elementary school. My fourth grade teacher, I called her by her first name one day. 
Uh, I don't know why I did that. My parents really taught us very well. You never, ever tell a grown person or, or call them by their name. You don't have the right to do that as a child. That was a long time ago. Thank goodness. <laughs> but I will say it is quite um, unbelievable what it's like to stop and meet someone. Try to meet someone this year while you are shopping, while you are gathering with family, while you are gathering with friends. You know, don't hesitate to stop and say, hey, how are you today? You never know. Maybe they will roll your, their eyes at them, but hey, at least you had a great gift to share with them, just a smile, right? These are just some of the things we can do when we get really frustrated with all of the purchasing and, you know, mayhem when it comes to the holidays. Stop and try to meet someone. I'm not saying you're trying to make friends immediately, but oftentimes there's a connection, especially with me. If I am not going to engage with a human, with human beings, then what's the point? What's the point? I want my children to engage in friendships, meet people and smile and say hello. If there's a young girl that's six years old and you have a child that's six years old and they're, you know, standing looking at the toys, it's so cool when you see one of the children go, wow, isn't that cool? Starts a conversation. Or at least it can. So try that this year. Instead of just trying to make sure that your cart gets into the right area or you know, you get a little ticked off, let it go. Actually say, how are you? We had all of those problems years ago, right, when we couldn't even have a conversation about <laughs> anything, <laughs> taxes, anything. There was just you couldn't talk about it. But today, let it be that you actually say hello to someone. And believe me, many times with me, I have said hello and the person does not say it back. And I don't get upset because I don't know. Maybe they have challenges. I have no idea. I don't have a right to get angry about something I decided to do by smiling and saying hello. Now, you may think that's ridiculous, and that's fine. But I would love for you, those that are listening who say, maybe I really should try that. I think you would be surprised. And I'm not saying you're going to be best friends immediately, but I have people in my life that I met at a grocery store. And we became friends. What's wrong with that? This is a difficult time during the holidays. Each one of us trying to figure out what do you believe in? What do you believe in? What do you support? What do you support? Who are you going to vote for? It's ridiculous in some ways, but mandatory in others. So if you're not quite sure what to do, if you're just not quite sure how to meet and greet someone, and I'm running out of town. Out of, out of time. But I want to say, if you want to do it, all you have to do is smile as you're moving your cart through Costco or whatever store it is. And you see someone, you catch their eye and smile. I'm not asking you to say hello. That's, that comes soon, right? <laughs> Pretty quickly. But just smile. And that smile can be contagious to the next person and the next person and the next person. And before you know it, you're laughing and you're talking before you can even walk out the door. That's all. And you'd be surprised at how that can seriously make a difference for every one of us, for every one of us, no matter what your age is. Smile. These are the holidays we look forward to, most of us. Okay, then, also look forward to finding someone, if you can, 
And you'll know it as soon as they turn to look at you and just smile a little bit. It's the spirit of the person that comes forward. There's no reason not to say hello most of the time. How about that? All right, it's time for us to take a break. And I'm excited to um, talk to a woman, a friend to WCCO Radio for many years. Sue Abderholden is going to join us. She's the executive director of NAMI Minnesota. If you don't know what that is, you're going to hear a lot about it for a few minutes. And I hope you will stick and stay with us. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldyn Steele. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. And our next guest I've been waiting for tonight, Sue Abderholden is her name, executive director of NAMI Minnesota. And NAMI is, uh, stands for the National Alliance on mental illness. Welcome, Sue. It is so great to have you join us each year. Thank you. Oh, thanks for inviting me. There is so much going on when it comes to uh, what is happening with mental illness, how it is ever-changing, it feels like to me. There's more information, which I really am grateful for, but a lot of it I don't Mm -hmm. understand. Do you ever feel that way? Yes, I will admit that, Um, especially the increase that we're seeing. Uh, And we know COVID certainly had an impact, but um, the suicide rates increasing, the rates of depression and anxiety increasing are are just really concerning. Yeah, and I know that the holidays, you and I have talked about this many times, but when it's in full swing, some people have difficulties, major difficulties even, joining in on the holiday joy Holiday joy, that can be defined in so many different ways. How do you define it? Well, one would hope that holiday joy would actually bring um, hope and, you know, great expectations um, and being with family and friends, you know, feeling happy about what is happening. But unfortunately, we know that that isn't true for everyone. And actually, I saw a recent study that said 64% of people who have a mental illness feel that the holidays make their conditions worse. When you sit back and you think about the holidays, do you say to yourself, what can be done? What can we do to help everyone stay mentally healthy into the new year? That is quite um, a suggestion, I should say. Yes, and I think there's some things to kind of keep in mind. Uh, The big one actually for me is banning perfectionism. You know, be realistic about what you can and cannot do. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I can't wrap a gift to look pretty if my life depended on it. And I just gave that up. I said, it's okay. (laughs) You know, if it's sloppily, you know, kind of mushed together uh, with scotch tape, that that's okay. I don't don't have to have everything be perfect. And I think, unfortunately, right, we, we try to do that. We try to have the perfect holiday, and there is no such thing. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. If we could all, all of us wrap that around our heads. There was an article written by Michelle Pugel and uh, medically reviewed by Leslie Becker Phelps. And um, it, it says, despite the bright lights and festive cheer that accompany the winter holidays this year, especially the, the time of year, uh, can bring about feelings of loneliness, isolation, grief and sadness, both for people with clinical depression and even for some who aren't depressed. For me, if it's people who are not even depressed, but they're st- starting to feel that, does is that a sign that they may fall into depression? Well, they might, but it also could be a, a number of other things. You know, it could be the lack of sun, right? It could just be seasonal affective disorder and, you know, getting one of those um, lights, you know, could, could help. It could also be that some people are still grieving during the holidays. You know, if you lost someone 
in the last year, two, three, even four to five years, right? The holidays in some ways are tinged with sadness because you miss them. Right, exactly. But if you do have depression, um, it could worsen pretty quickly. It seems like it can move in its own way before we get a chance to hold uh, hold it off. I think that's really true. And again, I think it comes to um, the expectations being too high, right, about what's supposed to happen, how you're supposed to feel during the holidays. Um, I think it can be because we kind of lose some of our healthy habits, right? We might eat too much, eat too, you know, kind of sugary, fatty foods, drink too much, not get as much exercise because it's cold outside, maybe not sleeping well. So losing those healthy habits during the holidays can make things a lot worse. It is so true. I was feeling great. I stayed away from sweets, right? I was told Mm -hmm. um, by a doctor, hey, let it go. Just don't don't even eat it. For about, what was it, three months, I didn't touch it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. comes around. Do I eat the turkey? No. Oh, no, no, Geraldine is in the cookies, right? And it was really <laughs> frustrating, Sue. It was really frustrating. And I wonder if we really understand how our minds and hearts work when we eat, what that really means. What advice do you give those who are, are starting to feel depressed? Is there? Would you address the foods that they're eating? Do you ask them those types of questions first? Well, definitely, again, kind of going back to those healthy habits, right? You know, um, are you, you know, are you eating nutritious foods? Are you getting enough sleep, which really is critical to your mental health? Are you moving in some way to get the endorphins going in your brain? Um, are you setting some boundaries, right, about what you can and cannot do? Because I think, again, we can feel overwhelmed during the holidays, no matter what holiday you celebrate, because of the expectations about what's supposed to happen. Um, And I think a big thing is people just need to kind of sometimes just take a break, you know, say, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm, you know, I'm going to set some boundaries here. Maybe that's something we need to start putting in our laws, you know, Um, that seriously, because it has come to a, a point where, it is very difficult to manage depression. Um, mm-hmm. And there are people that are managing it well, really well. They've been so fortunate to understand it. Their bodies are accepting more of the good stuff. Um, but for, mm-hmm. for those millions of people around the world, around our country, and now in our great state of Minnesota, it's hard. So how do you, how do you um, suggest to them to those that are getting worse during the winters and getting worse when they're lonely, how do how do you start to converse with them? Well, I think one thing, and, you know, I've had um, family members who lived with depression, so, you know, I've had to deal with it personally. And, you know, some of it is kind of planning ahead, to be honest. If you know that usually in November and December and January, you're really struggling with your depression, so plan ahead, right? Think about what are those things that can actually help me feel better during that time that can prevent me from getting into a deep depression. You know, do I tell, you know, a friend, can you please just check on me every couple of days, text me, make sure that I'm responding. You know, can you come over and kind of let's take a walk if it's not, you know, below zero, you know, just plan a little bit so that you don't kind of dive into that deep depression. Um, the darkness, you know, frankly, in Minnesota doesn't help either. 
So I really kind of encourage some people to look at getting, um, you know, a SAD light, a seasonal affective disorder light, because that can actually really help as well. Be sure and check, though, for example, if you have bipolar disorder, check with your um, mental health professional to make sure that um, it's okay for you to use one. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Um, When we have trusted loved ones, sometimes we lose them or maybe they move away. Um, And it's got to be hard for those who are looking for someone that has been with them for a long time and they trust them completely. And then all of a sudden they can't be with them anymore. They're not in the location where the person suffering from depression is. And I'm just curious to know, how do they quickly change to find another that will accept them and love them and help them? Well, that can be hard, Gerilyn, because um, especially if you're already feeling depressed, creating new friendships and relationships can be just draining. You know, but these days, you know, I mean, I had a Zoom call on Thanksgiving morning with all my brothers because none of us live in the same place, right? Mm. So we were able to connect. Um, A lot of people do have smartphones. You can FaceTime people so that you can really see them and see how they're doing, which is different than just a regular phone call or an email or a text. And so don't be afraid to reach into that person, even though you might not be living close by. You know, that happened to me one time. I actually (laughs) was on the phone and having a good time and uh, on Facebook. And, you know, I was trying to do um, a where I could kind of promote a show that I was doing. And then I decided not to do that and just ask people, how are you doing? And um, I was really stunned at what some people said to me. And I did not put Mm -hmm. that video out. Um, I just decided, nope, this is personal. But it's something we should all think about. Can you imagine? (laughs) I I know you can because you know how this all Mm -hmm. has unfolded and is still unfolding. Where do you see depression and NAMI? Where do you see all of it going in the future? Let's say... 10, 15 years from now? Do you think there will be a massive change, like there will be other ways of healing uh, with these this challenge? You know, I truly hope so. I mean, what we've seen, if we can look for any silver lining out of the pandemic, is that a lot more people understand what it's like to be depressed or anxious. And so I think there really is greater awareness um, and, and people are not as afraid to talk about it. And so, you know, we know that things you know, like healthy habits certainly help. We know that medication is sometimes needed for some people. We know that therapy can really help people through this. But there are lots of healing practices, too, um, that can be useful, whether it's, you know, meditation or yoga, um, you know, even things like mindfulness training, um, acupuncture, you know, even massage. You know, when you think about it, for some people, they haven't felt human touch Right. Perhaps they lost their spouse, you know, and so or their partner. And um, I I think there is something to the healing power of human touch. I agree with that. Absolutely. Sue Abderholden, executive director of NAMI Minnesota. Can you uh, take a break with us and come back? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. We look forward to it. We'll be back in a moment. It is now 748 here at WCCO. If you're just joining us, Sue Abderholden, Executive Director of NAMI Minnesota, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, she is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline as we wrap up this hour. Welcome back, Sue. Thank you. 
I'm amazed at um, relationships and how they affect people. Uh, I remember having a young niece who, you know, had friends that were just so dear to her for so many years. And then all of a sudden someone changes, just one person in the in the math problem, you know, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. just one. Mm-hmm. And that change changes everything. And before you know it, you're without friends and you're without this and without that. All the things that you depended on are no longer there anymore. What is the advice for them to start again? Boy, that is really tough when that happens. And I think the younger you are, the harder it is because you can't, you don't have that long view, right? That as you get older, we, we kind of get that. You know, I, I think sometimes to realize that sometimes it's not about you, right? It's about how the other person is changing and viewing the world. And so, you know, you kind of need to get back out there. Um, you know, perhaps it's um, through your job or, you know, at the gym, Um you know, maybe some other types of hobbies or, you know, things like that, just to try to meet new people. Um, and you will find them, right? You you will meet new people. You will become friends um, with some other people, but it might take a little bit of time. And so give your, give yourself, you know, some, some space to make that happen. Yeah, and that time has to be redefined for everyone involved, right? We have to each look at a piece of that time and say, okay, what should I do? What should I do? You know, just let that group say, these are the things that we can do. Like, you know, as I, you sent me some information about assessing your relationships and setting boundaries. This is so important. It's been important for my life. And I actually would have a list of people that I would say, I'm sorry, we have had a wonderful time together, but it is time for us to move on. You've got great things to do in your life, and I hope I have great things to do in my life. But it's not easy for those who are really suffering from depression and other things. No, because it's really hard to have the energy to kind of, you know, uh, get yourself out there. I think the other thing to remember is we go through different phases in our lives, right? And so, you know, it might be that your friends are actually leaving the state to go to college and you're not, right? And so you're going to lose touch with them in a way. Um, It might be that um, your friends are having children and you don't have children yet and children create new demands on someone and make it hard sometimes to have friends. Um, Some people work more than one job, and so you tend to be friends with the people that you work with. So all those things change over time, and I think that's important to remember as well. It is so important to remember that. I'm so grateful that you uh, mentioned it. Also, um, volunteering is my favorite thing in the list of things to talk about tonight when it comes to NAMI um, because it can change your life. It can change your life in an instant. Um, Some of the things that are talked about volunteering, it's a lot to cope with because you see a lot of depression. You see a lot of people suffering um, but in, in some of these places. But at the same time, we don't know maybe by watching or trying to talk to others then they may not say, hey, I'm feeling better already. But I have actually experienced, you know, being there to serve someone. And they look at me with that eye when I first see them, and it's kind of like, oh, who are you? And by the time we're done with our transaction, they turn and go, hey, thank you so much. You know, have a great day today. And that little moment, that trinket of joy was enough for me that day. I don't know if it was enough for that person that I was in front of. Um, and that's the part I love about um, volunteering. So if, if people want to say, you know, I'm just not feeling well and I don't really know what's happening in the world, yeah, start with volunteering. To me, that is one of the best things we can do to connect with others. You agree? 
Oh, it's a great, oh, absolutely. I, it's a great idea for people to do. And it can be, you know, irregular, like doing, you know, just at an event or something like that, putting together food baskets, things like that. Right. Or it can be a regular kind of gig that you have. But when you give your time and energy to someone else, you feel better about yourself. It's as much as giving to someone else as, as it is giving to yourself. Yeah. And some of us don't realize it. We don't realize it's even happening. But if we stop and really think about it, just the other night I was at the Dakota with my brother and we did a Thanksgiving night show and it was so opening for me. I just loved all of it. And I started thinking, wow, Gerilyn, if you can share that with your own soul every day, (laughs) right? (laughs) I don't care if you need to start singing. Those that can't sing, even though you can't sing, sing it anyway because there's a lot of joy in that. And that's another thing that happens to those that are part of NAMI. Uh, Some of the people that are getting the help from you, they see that, oh, I can find joy in other ways. Smaller, not bigger, but meaningful. Well, we really see that actually, you know, our support groups are led by people with mental illness or by family members. And so when you go to one of the support groups and you see someone who's actually doing well or doing better, and they're leading the group, they're giving back to the community, that gives you hope that you can get better too. Yeah. Wow. Well said. And then finally, you know, we hear from so many different um, types of organizations that are working hard as well trying to figure out a way to bring more hope and more joy into the lives of people that are really suffering with mental illness. And it seems like the numbers are getting bigger. Are you seeing that the numbers are getting bigger? The numbers are definitely getting bigger. And again, I think it's left over from COVID. And as much as, you know, most people kind of say they like to work from home, I think that is isolating too and can be difficult for some people that might not recognize it at first. Mm. Communication in families is um, dwelling down. It's just not not working like it used to be. It used to be families really kept that that group together in some way. It wasn't perfect. None of us are perfect. But, oh, my goodness, there were really special friends and uh, special families that would meet other families, and all of a sudden it just keeps growing into this beautiful thing. Now you don't hear as much about it. With all of the changes that have happened in our country, in our world, Maybe that's the thing that is really helping so many um, and then others not being helped. So if there was a way I could bring joy to people, give me one suggestion. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, You know, I think it's just reaching out to someone that you know is struggling because that will bring joy to someone, right? That it might not feel like it at first, but... The fact that someone is recognizing perhaps the pain that they're experiencing yeah. um, can can really help, honestly. Um, there is one thing I would just like to mention is that, you know, during the holidays, we have a lot of people with mental illness, including children who are in an inpatient psychiatric unit or in residential treatment. And that can be an extremely lonely place to be on the hol- during the holidays. And actually for well, probably over 15 years, um, NAMI actually collects uh, gifts and delivers them um, just a few days before um, the holidays so that people have a gift on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning in particular and don't feel left out and feel like actually someone is paying attention and cares about them. Right. Well, I tell you, it's not an easy thing to do what you do. The last time I spoke with you, I said, how do you do it? And, And you told us your truth. You told us your truth. It's not easy. It's hard. 
Uh, but it's worth sticking and staying with it. Um, yeah. Have you said to yourself in 2024, I'm going to take a vacation for six months? <laughs> you deserve it, darling. I know. <laughs> uh, no, no. But, you know, I just always kind of just remember, I, you know, not to lose sight of what counts. Um, and, you know, making sure that people know that someone cares, um, making sure that we continue to make changes in our mental health system so people can access you know, appropriate care is still important. And, you know, truly, I feel like our organization makes a difference every day. And that really keeps me going. I am so grateful that you joined us tonight, Sue. And you always come and make sure that we get this information needed to send out to our listeners as well. Thank you for that. And we sure welcome you back next year, for sure. Thanks so much. Take care Thank you, you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you to everyone. Just know that if you need some Information, you just need to go to NAMI. Again, that's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Please, please go find them. NAMI, Minnesota. You'd be surprised, I think. I pray. All right, everyone, we'll be back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 